1: Tokyo Bay.
2: We begin the attack on Earth now.
5: Welcome to episode 40 of the Kaiju Cast. That's right, 4 0. It's kind of hard to believe, but here we are. And uh, this is the Daikaiju discussion episode of August 2011. We're going to be talking about Gamera versus Veras. Before we do that, uh, we do have some music to play. And of course, I do have a lot of Godzilla news this time, which is pretty awesome, or at least kaiju related news. We also have uh, a couple of local events to talk about. And I want to talk about our next uh, episode for next month for September 2011. Let's go ahead and kick off the show with a music block. This is a request from Jonathan to hear the Ultraman theme song. I must be in a super weird mood because I just played three really weird songs. <laughs> and I started that out with a request from Jonathan. He asked for the Ultraman theme song. And then I followed that up with Young Gogo by Masaru Satu from the uh, Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster soundtrack. And then the last song, of course, the unmistakable Gamera March. That was by uh, Kenjiro Hirose. And that was from Gamera vs. Veras, which is, in fact... This month's movie for the Daikaiju discussion. And speaking of that, pay attention, class, because once again it is time for our Daikaiju discussions. Every month, the Kaiju cast will showcase one particular film from the giant monster landscape and task the listener with submitting thoughts, questions, and reviews for the following episode. That actually should say the following Daikaiju discussion episode, because I wrote this back when I only did one episode per month. I'll fix that next time. Thanks to an online tool, I've randomly assigned one movie to each month, solidifying that this show will keep going for a long, long time. This month's film is the 1968 Gamera vs. Veras, a.k.a. Destroy All Planets, the fourth film in the Gamera series. It was directed by none other than Noriaka Yuasa. This film features not only a heavy dose of footage from previous entries, but also the friend-of-all-children formula that some love while others despise. Last night, I was joined by my co-host Heather, her boyfriend Justin of the Going Last podcast, longtime friend and kaiju fan Cindy, and as a special treat, both the Mad Marquis de Maltese and his lovely lady Sophie Maltese were able to join us as well to watch the unsanity, unsanity, that's not even a word insanity unfold on the screen. So before we get into your homework, let's hear the post mortem discussion. Joining me in the Kaiju Cast studio tonight, I have uh kaiju cast guests, Cindy Okimoto. And Justin and Heather as well too, and we have some brand new folks here to watch the movie tonight, The Mad Marquis de Maltese and Sophie Maltese, and they're uh, they're gonna sit in and talk with us a little bit about Gamera versus Veras this month's Daikaiju discussion film. Cindy, you're sitting to my left and holding a microphone, okay. so tell me tell me what your first impressions were of this film.
1: I forgot exactly how silly this thing was <laughs> with the two kids. Uh, one of whom, of course, was an American And I, what I really actually forgot was the end um, Just the violence of it I forgot exactly how violent the older Gamera films were
5: Yeah, the Gamera movies are pretty violent for monster-on-monster action And even some of them have a lot of, like, fisticuffs in it, like barugan
1: Yeah, well, it's especially for a movie that obviously was targeted towards a younger audience
5: And bloody, or liquidy, as, uh, Not, as Heather yes, mentioned Yeah,
1: liquidy <laughs> Very
6: liquidy. So Heather,
5: uh, what were your first impressions of Gamera versus Veras? And you'd never seen this before, right?
6: I, I kind of feel like I've maybe seen part of it, or maybe it's just that I have seen handfuls and bits and pieces of different Gamera films. There was, you know, fifteen minutes worth of those in this, which may have confused me. But the the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts, or whatever, whatever they're called. Whatever they, whatever they were actually yeah, I think like called, yeah, those were
5: pretty much like Boy Scouts,
6: Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. They they played they played banjos around a fire. I'm pretty sure that makes them.
5: Well, the girls were dressed like Weeblos. and uh, <laughs> uh, actually they were Cub Scouts. Said oh, Cub Scout right. on the back that's of right. their shirts. Did that say Cub
6: Scouts? Nerd. Yeah, he just pushed Nerd. up his glasses there. Nicely done. He doesn't wear glasses, folks. No, I. Uh, so it it seemed it seemed vaguely familiar to me. It's uh it's very, you know, this word just keeps popping up for me. It's very cheesy um i do like it i i do get what cindy's saying about the you know the violence level i mean i i fear that there may have been some children going home and stabbing turtles and being like he'll come back stronger
5: <laughs> that would be terrible
6: yes no we don't need that
5: kaiju cast does not endorse animal cruelty no, in any way no stabbing turtles
3: um so justin what uh had you ever you would never seen this before right? this is your first camera this movie. was the first camera movie i've ever seen
5: so you must have been blown away by the awesome effects and miniature work and
3: lack of sta, uh, stock footage, right? Yes, yes. I, uh, I was expecting, you know, based on what I've read of Gamma Films, hours and hours of stock photos. But... Uh, this, it,
5: one, this one had... Uh, 11 15, minutes.
3: 15. Well, it was 11 minutes. The
5: entire dream sequence, uh, memory sequence was 11 minutes. And uh, then they had some
3: other stuff peppered in. Like, all of a sudden there's just uh footage from the very first black and white film for no reason yeah Gamma was much more evil and nasty looking in that film but uh no I, I i enjoyed this one it was it was seemed a little short i don't i don't think maybe it's really I that short as, maybe i fell asleep during it <laughs>
5: do you remember the scene in which the americans come and save the day uh no that wasn't in there i'm okay. messing with you all right, uh, so let's hear from our new our new members of uh, Kaiju Cast fandom and uh, awesomeness. This is uh, we're gonna go ahead and say hello to Sophie. Hi. And Sophie, what did you think of uh, Gamera? Have you actually first off, have you ever seen a Gamera movie before?
0: You know, I probably have in the capacity of MST3K back in the day. Okay. Yeah,
5: that's good. That's good. Uh, so pretty uh, pretty serious stuff oh, in yeah. this movie. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I cried. Yeah.
5: <laughs> it laughed to cry. Laughed it was better than cry. cats. <laughs> uh, did you, did you like it? Did you enjoy it? I
0: did. Yes.
5: It's cheesy fun.
0: It is cheesy fun. And it just reinforces my belief that I, I hate children <laughs> it, it, in move, in movies like this, you know, in movie, not, not in general in movies like this.
2: No, there was a period there. Uh, Don't yeah. listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, well, they, 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 they were begging. Pretty much to yes. be to be destroyed and nobody destroyed oh, them. no,
0: I was re- I was really hoping that the UN would vote on just you know blowing up the ship. All
5: right, hands up. Who thought that was a su- surprising mode? Move, move. <laughs> surprising move. Uh, so, uh,
2: Marquis, your thoughts? Have you seen this film before? I don't think so. Uh, the only Gamera movie I think I've seen, and you told me the name of the monster he fought, but I managed to forget, was the one with the the sort of pterodactyl. Oh, Gauss. Gauss, yes. Uh, Gamera versus Gauss is the only one I sort of vaguely remember seeing as a kid, and I probably only saw like half of it uh, on you know basic cable or something as a child. Uh, and I think that's the only Gamera movie I've ever seen. Yeah. So... But of course, I've probably seen a million clips of like the spinning flying turtle oh, thing yeah. used in any number of things. Well, you were saying earlier that uh, part of one of those Super Smash Brothers games, yeah, Bowser has that exact move in Smash Brothers, does the spinning pulled into his turtle shell thing, which I always associated as like a Gamera rip-off ripoff. So, See, yeah, I I've never played that game because it's. Uh an
5: audio assault on my senses when then I can't handle it but uh so what were your first impressions
2: like what what did you think when you saw this movie or when it finished up well, it's it's been a long time since I watched an older kaiju film like I've watched a few of the more recent ones like you know no more than like 1997 or so old uh and I'd forgotten how silly some of the costumes looked uh, basically uh and and I, and one, I commented during the film that I, when I leaned over, I was like, "Wait, how many times do aliens mind control giant monsters?" Because it feels like I've seen every movie where that happens. Because yeah. it's like I've maybe seen ten giant monster movies, and in like half of them, aliens mind control giant monsters to one capacity or another, basically. Yeah. Well, we did we did talk about that,
5: and we said that it was uh, Monster Zero that happened, mm-hmm. uh, Destroy All Monsters that
2: happened, uh, this film that happened, uh,
5: Final Wars, yeah, also well, sort and of Destroy happened.
2: All Monsters and Final Wars are I think the last two that I've watched. So it's like so this makes three in a row that I've watched where that's the plot. Uh, which is sort of comical. Excellent. It's
5: a it's a you know plausible plot device in my opinion. You know, aliens, we don't know what they can do. And so they should be able to control monsters. That's I,
2: I, I thought it was step. I thought it was odd how little monsters and this goes back probably to all the use of stock footage and them avoiding spending money on effects basically. But the amount of actual monster carnage that was original to this movie, aka the climax, was really it. Was very minimal. I mean, it was like, you know, eighty-five percent the kids on the spaceship being stupid, basically, and then uh, stupid or very clever. I'm gonna go with
6: stupid. <laughs> can, okay. Can we eat triangles? I think we yeah. can eat triangles. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. On the, uh, just on on what, on what the Marquis was saying about uh, the costuming. And the one thing that I did really love was the stock footage with um, the fight with uh, with with Baragon that where they're basically just it pretty much just looks like two dudes wrestling around in the mud together. And I, I was just like, that actually kind of looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> like I bet that was kind of a blast to to film, except for the, you know, extremely cramped and heated suit that they were in. But that actually looked like...
5: And the dangers of drowning.
6: Right. <laughs> well,
5: <there's... laughs> From the suit filling up with water.
6: <laughs> okay, you're kind of sucking the joy out of this. I but...
5: apologize profusely.
6: <laughs> I imagined it filled with laughter, and now I've replace that laughter with screams thanks <laughs> thanks kyle <laughs>
1: screams and gurgling
5: oh that would be terrible
3: well how come uh, how come satsuma-san's not uh not moving <laughs> he's sleeping in the water he's, he's sleeping just keep wrestling with him it'll be okay
5: actually that is uh that was one of the one of the dangerous things that did happen during one of the godzilla films is i think they had I think, not sure. I think it was uh, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Uh, Ken Pachiro Satsuma was actually under the water, and they were supposed to pull him up, but the the and he was only wearing the top half of the suit, and it got completely waterlogged. And when he had to come up to, you know, break out of the water, he he couldn't do it, and uh, they didn't realize it for a second or something. Pretty terrifying stuff. Reepy, yeah. Uh, he would lived. He did not die, and he saying, finished out that really, series. That's
6: a really awkward. It's a really awkward way to die. You know, missing the bottom half of your Godzilla <laughs> pantsless. I'm
5: pretty sure he was wearing shorts or something. <laughs> Maybe
6: I'm giving you a look. Japanese underwear. <laughs> I'm giving you a look. I'm going with Japanese underwear. Sumo, sumo pants. Sumo pants. That's sumo probably pants.
2: the one. Uh, now I just want the bottom of the Godzilla costume as like a pair of pants with suspenders. Oh you know? yeah, like there, like clown pants kind of. That would there's be awesome. a
5: there's a great shot. I know we're getting off the camera topic, but there's a <laughs> great picture from the very first Godzilla movie with Haru Nakajima wearing that with suspenders, and he's he's basically tromping through downtown Tokyo. But they're only shooting his feet. Mm-hmm. So cool picture.
2: And Back. those are the pants I want.
5: <laughs> yeah. I, I want that, and then I want the top half as well, and then I will be complete. And a small building. you need small buildings and explodable tanks? That I would just build those. <laughs> I don't need anybody to build those for me. Uh, so back on topic of Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, what uh, we could just kind of freeform here. Who tell me some stuff that you guys liked about the movie? What what caught your eye? I'm gonna go ahead and start actually by saying that uh, even as dorky as the spaceship looked. I liked the design of the spaceship, and I really liked that stark yellow and black uh, striped sort of theme they had going on there.
2: I, I liked the way the uh, the aliens who were dressed in human bodies or whatever the, the explanation ended up being, the way they entered and, and left all the rooms yes. Saw <laughs> the spaceship. Fly well, from and then, one room to another. But, of course, then the kids would just walk normally, so there wasn't really any, like, explanation of true. what they were doing.
3: true. I've mentioned this before that I I really like the aliens coming in and doing something weird like in a Planet X and Monster Zero. Ta-da! I totally remember. Nice work. But uh, but I, I like that there was a story revolving around these aliens and the kids were interacting with that. I wish it was, you know, real people, not children. But, uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> I, I did like the side story and not so much focusing on camera. And, uh, I thought, I thought that was really nice. I, I liked the sci-fi aspects of these movies and, and, uh, I, I was pleased with that. And the kaleidoscopes for windows were pretty awesome.
5: Who doesn't want kaleidoscope windows? Cindy, what, uh, Oh, I guess Sophie, Tell me something you liked about this movie. Somebody uh, else, tell me ooh, something they I liked can... about this movie.
0: Um, I liked how initially, before the aliens in human form showed up, just the empty rooms with the talking on the ship. It seemed like maybe the actors hadn't shown up that day, and they were just like, mm. it, is really cost "It is. Yeah, it was very cost effective, but it was just it was very awkward to have empty room and then oh look here are the aliens." I
5: really liked the intro to the movie where that just starts with the aliens coming towards earth and, and are coming going through space and Gamera attacks them. And there's that whole like voiceover scene where it's like our enemy is and the ship blows up and then the titles come on screen.
2: Yeah. It was basically the same as like the good eats openings, you know, where he's talking about, you know, and it always cuts to the title, the title credit when he's going to say the name of the show. <laughs> I did actually. My favorite part was probably the theme music because Gamera's theme music is awesome.
5: Oh, Gamera's march is is good, but this one didn't have the kids singing in it, which and that made true. it more
2: awesome, not less <laughs> awesome.
5: Well, maybe I'll just play that on this episode. Yay! So, Heather, what did uh, what was your? What, tell me something you really enjoyed about this film.
6: Just a, a specific thing, as opposed to. Oh, something that they did with the movie, but I, I really liked the little submarine. And I really liked the story around the submarine because it was really bizarre and I guess they just wanted to have Gamera swimming in the water and that was and show us that the kids were good with technology or bad with technology. I'm not really sure actually what the what the decision there was, but it was good uh, with
5: switching cables back right. and forth. Yeah. I, right. I thought but Gamera I, I was really the, adorable in the water. Yeah,
6: I really I really loved the I really loved the And I'm doing air quotes here, underwater footage of the, uh, you know, the tiny little submarine chugging along. And uh, the marquee pointed out, you know, how through the window they're going at like Mach 10. And then there's just a little fish right next to the (laughs) next to the sub. It's like, oh, so close.
3: (laughs) Mach 10. Wow. I didn't realize it was going so fast. They they, they didn't seem quite as proficient with the underwater footage as uh, as the Godzilla movies are at points. At least, it's not I'm, a lot of underwater footage in the Godzilla films, though. Well, in the you, few that I've seen, there's they were they had really cool submarines, and and you got a real feeling of being. Oh yeah, that stuff. That stuff. Where this suns. one was kind of, uh, it was it was novel. It was Saturday morning cartoonish. Yeah. Well, the uh, you know a, sort of a counterpoint to that the, is that. This
2: well, is, it was more like the submarine ride from like Disneyland than it was like right, actual yeah, submarines. Yeah. So it, was, it was pretty good.
5: Now, the company that makes these movies, dai Pictures, they were, um, I mean, clearly their, their Gamera films are not as professionally produced as the Godzilla films are. And they started out late in 1965 with the first Gamera film, which was um, 12 years after the original, Go- or, sorry, 11 years after the original Godzilla film. Um, but the, you know, in in broad sweeping strokes, Daae was really not aiming for, I don't want to say an intelligent audience, but they were not aiming for an adult audience. And uh, they were not aiming for an adult audience. And, you know, it really shows in not only their films and the plots and the storyline, but also in the production values. They kind of were able to get away with less and then in turn, use stock footage from other movies and um, just in general, it's kind of one of those things where until you get to the movies in the 90s, the gamma films, in the 90s, gamma is really somewhat of, a, in
3: my opinion, a subpar uh, monster series. There wasn't very much miniature work in this one but it seemed like the miniature work up until this one based on a stock footage was kind of kind of low tech and you know shot from a distance and you didn't get a lot of the the really good close ups of buildings getting destroyed and tanks getting
2: well, even the miniature submarine which was clearly like somebody with the like right.
3: fishing pole you yeah, know in yeah, front of the yeah. background Yeah and you
5: could obviously then this DVD you know not not uh, the same as uh, you'd see back in 1968 when you wouldn't saw this in the theater necessarily, but, and you're able to watch it over and over again now, if you so choose, uh, you could Kyle. totally see all the strings and, uh, you know, it's just, it's much more obvious the, the technical difficulties that they had making it look real.
3: You know, although we're picking this apart, I did enjoy the movie, and I and I thought it was was, was quite novel. It, I think we've mentioned before that most of us like a little bit of cheese with our monster movies. Yeah. Well,
2: when I really enjoyed the final fight, I wish there'd been a more, bit more of that would have been my only complaint. Because, I mean, for me, it's like when I watch a giant monster movie, it's all about the, like, monster fights. I don't really care about the other stuff, like... You're not, you know, this is not a movie with a really complex plot and following the the Boy Scouts around as they use their, look, I can lasso stuff because I'm American and look, I can use electronics because I'm Japanese
3: as their two, like, you know, (laughs)
2: nationally assigned
3: skills that they were using, you know. Can't you lasso stuff? I mean, I thought every American learned that in, like, elementary school. Well, of course, but only in Texas. Oh, okay. (laughs) or Florida or Florida <laughs> or Florida but i mean like for me
2: it's like i i i when i got when when the, when the like when the giant monster fight actually started i was like you know this has got to be the end of the movie cuz we've been watching it for you know an hour and a bit blah 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 so I was sort of like, so this is just going to be the fight. There's not going to be any twist. There's not like I'm sort of used to the, the standard sort of giant monster movie fight setup, which Godzilla almost always follows. Of course, being the Godzilla fights, the, you know, monster shows up, Godzilla shows up, they fight, Godzilla comes away a little bit worse off initially. Then there's a, a bigger fight at the end where Godzilla wins. Like that's right. a really common like, rhythm to the movies, which this totally lacked. Right, because there's just the one monster fight, and I, hell, at one point it looked like the 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 virus was winning. You know, yeah and impaled and rammed into the ground i'm like oh that's cool (laughs) yeah i feel
6: kind of like i maybe live tweeted at that moment and took my eyes off the screen and looked back and went okay wait now how's Gamera winning because he was just being stabbed a lot by something really large (laughs) he was still
2: being impaled right up until the fight ended it was like he just flew away well stabbed and that was yeah. like how we, I mean, it was like the scene where they were being dragged through the water and I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell if the squid was pulling Gamera or Gamera was pushing. Everyone
6: seemed pretty yeah. happy with yeah. how that was going and then yeah. Gamera was <laughs> on his back and everyone was like, oh.
4: Yeah, it,
2: it was, that, that was a hard to follow monster fight. I, I, I liked not to Gamera quit. Jet Ski. That was, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> but could you tell who was doing which? Uh, who cared? It was a Gamera <laughs> Jet Ski.
5: Uh, clearly Gamera was using his jet propulsion to make the, uh, yeah. There would have been steam. Ooh. Would it stay underwater? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's a uh, gamma jet fuel smoke in space, so I don't have anything to say about that. Uh, so... Yeah, that was my
0: initial question at the beginning of the film. I was like, okay, I don't understand the vacuum of space very well, but why are there flames? <laughs> why is there smoke? I'm very confused. And then we pointed out the fact that it was a giant flying turtle that spun around
5: I'm with not concerned jets. about that. <laughs> I'm
0: concerned about why is there fire in space?
5: The practical applications
2: of real-world physics D- in D- giant D- detail, buildings. arguing and ignoring the larger questions is, right. of course, <laughs> a, a solid pastime in the Maltese household.
6: Yay!
5: I'm sorry, there is no way in 1968 that they'd be able to have two-way risk communicators. That is.
2: Ridiculous. That's true. That was that. Those those wristwatches were still smaller than my cell phone. In all fairness,
6: I still like the fact that the uh, the compass aspect of it actually pointed at her brother. That was an impressive feature.
2: What was funny about that was that apparently he invented that, so he wanted to be low-jacked for his sister to find. Which I, as a younger brother growing up, do not think I would have added that feature. Totally unrealistic.
6: Maybe he gets lost a lot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but then you low-jack your sister, not the other way around. Uh, Fair. I mean, look how immediately she immediately ratted him out. Found. <laughs> like her first act was to rat him out to like the scout leader that he was probably off causing trouble.
6: I've known some people that when lost would probably just crawl into a log and hide. So maybe that was his. Maybe that was his whole thing. Was this he's like I'm reprogrammed I'm bad a UFO. at finding my way back out of the woods.
3: The, the most unbelievable part is that the military didn't blow that stupid ship out of the sky and kill those. Poor I, kids. I
2: love the idea that given the era that like the Soviets were like yeah we got to surrender the American and the Japanese kid might get hurt <laughs> yeah. I, I just the see entire world being like, has agreed. what? No. Yeah.
5: <laughs> we want to save those kids. We're going to surrender. They uh, my, are probably my,
6: going to wear our skin, but uh, yeah. but no, we must save those two children. My argument was that they're not even very well-behaved children. <laughs> they, why? Why
2: save them? And they how, volunteered to die. And they volunteered. I know. And how
6: many times had they already been grounded during that movie? I mean, like five times without supper, and no we supper. never even had no we never even had a nighttime
2: scene. So that's a lot Although, of supper in like one day to be yeah. denied. Although paradoxically, like they weren't actually misbehaving when they got abducted by the aliens, which is the more common sort of trope,
3: right? Yeah. Is that they were doing all the right stuff when the aliens like kidnapped them for once. <laughs> Tiger, if you're listening, we are going to blow you up if you misbehave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you will totally get sacrificed for the world,
5: just so you know. I will I will play this in the car when he's in the car.
6: <laughs> to be fair, Jim was a bad photographer. Though. He was a terrible mean, was, photographer. Yeah.
2: Never once did he turn the flash no matter how no. dark it was, and yet yeah. the camera had a flash quite evidently. <laughs> yeah, somebody made the made the point that he's probably not gonna get a photography merit badge. Yeah. Yes.
5: Uh, so let's uh I would say let's turn this around and start talking about what we didn't like about the film. <laughs> but I, I think it's pretty clear we loved everything <laughs> and uh, that this I mean clearly this is a this Movie is a magic this is a great fun film and full of ridiculousness. Uh, but if you had to if you had to pinpoint one thing that uh, was dumb, if you had to. You don't have to, not a, not a requirement. If you you had something that was like, yeah, could have done without it.
6: I'll go ahead and throw it out there. And I'm sure most of us are probably thinking it. the stock footage. I liked the fact that they tried to tie it into the story by saying that the aliens were reading his mind for dot, dot, dot. Why were they reading his mind to figure out how to defeat him? Was that the, Probably, the, the, yeah. the plot point I think there, the was was there? They were
1: trying to find his weak point.
6: Which was children. children. Delicious children. Yeah. Uh no, wait, that's <laughs> not it. Um but but yeah, the uh, the fact that we that we used so much time on so much time on the on the stock footage and even, you know, flipping back to to black and white footage and yeah. I just I think that they actually did fairly well. You know, I agree that I agree with the marquee that there certainly could have been more giant monster fighting uh which is always awesome but um but I think that they actually had a pretty entertaining story and that if they had just kept with it and 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 not used the stock yeah, footage that yeah. it would have made for a better movie overall.
5: Yeah, I would say that uh they could have gotten easily gotten away with maybe a third of that amount of stock footage and it still would have been fine in the movie. It's just like when they have the, you know, a scene between Gamera and Barugon going on for so long, your brain almost says, wait, what movie am I watching? And that's, uh, you know, it's just too long, too long. So I, I would agree with that.
1: Uh, along with the stock footage thing was at the point where the aliens commanded Gamera to go and destroy Tokyo, and they cut to the stock footage that was black and white.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's like all of a sudden there's this giant shift because the suit doesn't even look the same.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Much, much more impressive suit, actually. Yeah. From I, the uh, first film. I enjoyed the black and white footage on its own, but I didn't enjoy the black and white footage crammed into this more modern exactly. color movie. And I, I, right. I would say that would be my one nitpick is the black and white. The other stock footage I could, uh, you know, it's fine with me, but the, the black and white scarier, more evil, nasty looking camera was uh, a little out of place in this kid's movie.
5: Right on. So is that everybody's pretty much in the same consensus there as like
3: what they would have changed, done differently? Oh yeah. I, I'd have put real people instead of kids.
0: Yes. Less kids. <laughs> Less kids. you yes. probably would
6: have made Jim's parents actually look like
3: Jim too but that's just... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Why, why but, didn't Jim yeah. have red
0: hair like Mrs. Jim? <laughs> Jim's, mother? Jim's
3: parents had were two dudes one of them wore a dress right it was a bit hairspray that 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 couple yeah um
2: i yeah i actually i don't i i wouldn't even call it the stock footage because i think like i said the little framing thing of we're reading his mind was kind of cool uh but yeah the tokyo attack which didn't have that framing story it was just cut back to the prior movie and have have some destruction scenes but that goes back to you know i mean the reason i don't like the very first couple of like the monster movies as much as all the versus movies is because you know the giant monster throwdowns is what's actually the fun stuff to watch for me. Right. so i mean i don't like i always liked like king kong versus godzilla i saw a bunch of times as a kid and like that was always fun and like uh the smog monster too which i probably should call it what hedora you can call it the smog monster <laughs> i i'm a big fan of that version okay so uh I, like I always like the, the the monster fights, and like uh, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster has probably got you know that's got like four or five monster fights because they go through all the different iterations of the Smog Monster, it's like metamorphosis and stuff. Oh yeah, so it's sure. got tons, of, and it's got an irritating kid too, but
5: yeah he's
3: uh <laughs> that was the best look ever
2: sophie <laughs> I, I think that kid in in
5: versus uh, the smog monster is a little less annoying than he's, he's actually makes more sense in the context of the plot of that movie in a lot of ways than the he's ones... a lot smarter than jim and masao are in
2: this film <laughs> well they yeah they're they're they were sort of painfully 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 dumb
5: <laughs> so uh let's go ahead and go, move into final thoughts and uh you know would is this a film you'd show someone who'd never seen a monster movie before? You know, as long maybe I, if
3: you preface it with this is I might cheese. preface it that this is yeah a pretty cheesy one and there's there's all the bad things about a giant monster f- film in this monster film, but that doesn't make it a bad monster film. It's still a good monster film when it all wraps up. So I I I would show someone this and say all right, so be ready for some cheese, some cheap effects, and some reusing of old, old footage to the to the nth degree and, and and just enjoy it for what it is and i i think like i think what was the last one that we that i watched over here i would say no or like young Gira or whatever that one was uh, young like, Youngari i was like no no i'll never show anyone disciplining. but uh this one i'd show somebody i i, I think it was fun i enjoyed it good deal see uh see i can't recognize any of the stock footage since this is only like the second camera movie i've
2: ever seen right so except when it was glaringly obvious like especially the black and white stuff but even the other stuff i mean it doesn't bother me very much because new footage to me Gotcha. Um, i it's not a movie i would pick to show somebody only because going back to the stuff i like being the monster fighting i'd pick some movie that has as much of that as possible right you know And I actually kind of want to see – I haven't seen any of the modern Gamera movies, so I kind of want to go hunt the – that's what this has made me want, is to go hunt down the modern Gamera movies.
5: Well, if you have a Blu-ray player, you're in luck because they just came out recently, and the there's three movies, and the new one comes out. The third one is going to be released on September 27th. Awesome. Mill Creek Entertainment, please feel free to send me st- uh, any kind of uh, screeners in the future.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I would uh – I would I would show this I would show this to someone. I think it's I don't know that I would say to them, "Oh, you're interested in giant monsters? Let's check this out." I think this would be more of a you know, you like you like cheese, you like to laugh. You you, you want a movie that you can only, you know, you can safely pay half attention to and still and still enjoy thoroughly. I mean, it's it's something that you can easily put in, put on at, you know, like a party or, I mean, I think film music has, has shown us that, that you can definitely show it to people, show these movies to people that aren't familiar with it, because I'd say it's fair to say that not everyone that has gone to those, those, oh,
1: those presentations, yeah, yeah, those yeah. performances
6: have seen it before. I don't think it's just diehard gamma fans going to those movies. I don't know about that, Heather. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that entire park was filled with Gamera fans. That's right. And well, when the singing happened, I yeah. would say that that was the singing was definitely Gamera fans. But it was uh, no. I mean, I would say that it's it's a good, fun movie to see. And I mean, you know, like we said, the uh, the bloody or liquidiness is maybe a bit a bit tough on the kids. I mean, we when when we and of course I'm talking about a different one, but when we saw the one in the park. Gearon, uh, yeah, camera yes. versus Gearon. Camera versus Gearon. The little girls in front of us that were just too adorable because they were, you know, oh no! Yeah.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> they were like almost the perfect age for that movie. Yeah, they, they seemed, were. They seemed pretty upset. They, though, when yeah, Gamera they were was pretty into hurt. it.
6: It was, you know, they recognized puppets and uh, and and you know people in costumes and stu- and and such as as being viable real characters to them so it was so i think that that's good you know i mean i think this would be a safe one to show kids because it's not like there's any well there was some head chopping off well yeah i don't know my parents showed me my parents showed me violent movies when i was a kid and i'm fine yeah <laughs> of course you are I'm totally I, fine i
5: i'm actually i totally subscribe to that um that that whole like you don't need to completely reduce the you know intake of a child's mind like don't show him something freaking traumatic but you know this is fine
6: i mean unless he really loves turtles then a couple of the slasher movies probably okay bit, but, uh,
5: you know tiger hasn't seen any of that uh, stuff we
6: were, we were actually talking about diehard earlier and and i just i have such fond memories of watching the diehard movies when i was a kid so
5: <laughs> final thoughts and you know it would you show this to one of your friends if they were like oh you watched a giant monster movie? What was that like?
0: I would probably show it to a group of friends instead of just one individually just because I find it a little more fun to just sit around in a group, you know. Here's a suggestion. Get
5: a group of friends together
3: and make a drinking game out of a camera film. (laughs) Every time there's stock footage, take a drink. (laughs) Uh,
0: Every every time... (laughs)
5: <laughs> every, every time,
0: time one of the aliens like jumps into the room take a drink
5: every time one of the kids bosses Gamora around take a drink
0: <laughs> every time Gamera. the kids
6: do something stupid
0: <laughs> and you're
6: dead 20 <laughs> minutes into the movie
5: <laughs> or every time they talk about how dumb the adults are
6: every time the aliens enter or exit a room in a mysterious fashion
5: i hope someone is taking notes as they're listening to this because i want to hear the results of the Gamora drinking game <laughs> uh Marquee, final thoughts on uh, on this film. Um,
2: well, like I said, I'd I'd pick a movie with more monster fighting. That's that's basically my final thoughts. Like I uh, I didn't dislike it, but I uh, having seen it now, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again necessarily. Um, it was all right. the uh, The final fight was good. I'd watch that again, just to try and figure out exactly what was going on. Um, but yeah, the whole rest of the movie was uh, a little too much. You know whiny kids and slightly goofy aliens although i actually did like the aliens when they were being all threatening with their blinky eyes that was kind of cool dae does make some good blinky eye li- aliens they yeah they, those and, in and, in and, or, or when he lassoed the alien's arm that was actually maybe my favorite moment that didn't involve a monster in the movie because yeah. when, he, when he was like oh you lassoed my arm fine take it yeah and then it like kicked their butt that that yeah. was that was pretty cool that was awesome
5: <laughs> took them up the wall uh, so, Cindy, I think uh, you're the last one here to talk about your final thoughts, and uh, how how do you feel about sharing this movie with others?
1: I'd do it. I would actually show it to people, possibly prefaced, as as Justin said, just tell them it's not Godzilla. It's going to be a bit cheesier. Um, just sit back and enjoy it. Take it for what it is. And yeah, if you have a whole group of people who want to turn it into either a version of a drinking game or MST3K, that works. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I'm o I am kind of wonder why they didn't do Gamera versus Veras and, and Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Okay, so my final thoughts are this is uh this is actually as far as the older Gamera films go, this is one of my favorites. Um, I my favorite of the old Gamera films is Gamera vs. Gearon. And I think this one's probably next in line. I, I do enjoy the very first movie as well, but not not as much as these. I think the fun aspect of these films is sort of what like does it for me and uh i would absolutely suggest this to someone if they were looking for something you know cheesy and fun and not serious and uh something that they can show a kid to and i think it's time to hear what uh the listeners had to say steven has to first congratulate shout factory on creating a beautiful dvd transfer of this film the last time he saw gamma versus veras the colors were washed out and the picture and sound was grainy It was the English-dubbed version, which was pretty wretched. This new version, while glorious to behold, was subpar in almost every area. The story was typical alien invasion fare. At this point in Daae production life, these films were being marketed to kids, which means that children were, yet again, smarter than any other adult in the film. Also smarter than the aliens, which had long since mastered interstellar transportation. This just annoys Steven, and he remembers it annoying him even as a kid. Today, Hollywood consistently falls into the trap of making targeted films, dumbing them down rather than making films with good and smart stories. The visual effects were subpar except for the destruction of the dam. That sequence was great, though it may have been stock footage. He's not sure. But let me tell you right now, it is. That is from uh, Gamera vs. Barugon. And the use of stock footage was so bad that they left the black and white footage from Gamera's own mind. to stay black and white as if Gamera sometimes remembers in color and other times not. While it suffers from all these things, the Gamera theme still moves Steven. The admittedly trite allegiance Gamera has for kids still thrills him, though maybe only nostalgically, and he loves watching Gamera get his ass kicked, only to rise up in the end and win the day. Not his favorite kaiju film, but Steven could not ever really say he hates it. He will definitely enjoy it again sometime in the future. Ron wasn't all that impressed with it. They could have done a better job with the movie. The acting was subpar. The logic was in left field without a glove, and Varas didn't even show up until the end. And then Gamera makes pretty short work of him. That's just wrong, he thinks. The kids seemed to move around the UFO a little too freely for Ron's liking. Overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, he'd give it a negative 1. In short, Ron would place this movie below Godzilla vs. Megalon. So, just a warning, Ron, when we get to Gamera a super monster, sometimes called Space Monster Gamera. You might want to skip that film. Tom is not a fan of Gamera Verass, and it's all due to the stock footage used in the movie. He's usually fine with some reuse of footage from old movies in the series, but this movie had all the highlights of the previous three shown in their entirety. If the stock footage had been shorter and the filmmakers could have shot just a little bit of original city destruction using Gamera, then he thinks this movie would have been much better off the movie does have some stuff that he really likes. It has his favorite looking alien spaceship from any movie. The black on yellow striped spheres and its rotating movement totally works for him. And to add that, the spaceship model is bigger than the actual Gamera suit in the movie, and that it has a detachable module. It all equals an awesome spaceship. And you know what, man? I totally agree with that. As we were watching it, I was saying, I would like a replica of that in my uh, collection. He also likes that the movie opens with a very proactive Gamera heading out into space to thwart the alien menace before they even make it to Earth, and that Gamera succeeds in defeating the initial threat instead of him being neutralized immediately, and then having to wait until some plucky kids can devise a way to save him. Watching this again, he noticed that the aliens provide octagonal-shaped sandwiches for the kids to eat, and he immediately thought of the recent Battlestar Galactica series and its octagonal-shaped papers. Robert grew up a diehard Godzilla fan. He caught the beginning of Gamera vs. Verass on TV as a kid and was totally confused by a flying space turtle. Watching it now, he is still a bit confused. Uh, How come every one of the snarky punks in Gamera movies always gets away with all the stupid stunts they pull? The two in this movie sabotage the submarine, which is probably someone's life work and they still get to take it for a spin into interplanetary trouble. Besides this, there are some pretty disturbing images in here for, light-hearted, for a light-hearted kids movie. When the boys are acting up on the spaceship and the aliens come to tell them off, those glowing eyes gave Robert the heebie-jeebies. He also thought it was too much to see Gamora spasm uncontrollably when Varas was stabbing him in the guts. While this movie does have more kaiju action than Gamera vs. Baragon, it's still a bit of a mess. Dave can understand why people don't like this Gamera film. There's a lot of rehashed material being used, but he loves it. This was his first Gamera movie. The scenes from the earlier movies were cool to watch because they're just the fight scenes, and since he hadn't seen those films yet, it was nice to be able to watch them without having to watch the whole movies. For Gamera vs. Veras, aka Disroyal Planets, he liked the movie for the most part. The voice acting was decent. The aliens with the glowing eyes were pretty creepy. Veras was an interesting villain until he actually fought Gamera. Two quick things Dave loves most about this movie. The opening scene with the bumblebee-like spaceship about to attack Earth. The voice of the ship describing Earth felt very old-school sci-fi, and he loved that. The second was the part where Veras said he needed all the crew members' life. Off with their heads it was. It was the best scene in the movie to him. Anyway, Dave loved this one. Good times. Otter says that Gamera vs. Veras is essentially Gamera's revenge. Just a bunch of clips from other movies, and that's about it. It's been a long time since he sat down and watched any of these, so maybe he's missing some stuff. But one thing he has always wondered about the early Gamera movies is why did they look so bad, even for being old kaiju films? Now, he knows Toho was a much bigger company... And so they put more into the Godzilla films. Was it really that hard to make some decent rubber monster suits by the Daiye company? It's not the best of the early Gamera films, but it's a decent flick. And if you come across it, he says, pick it up. Tito wrote in and said, honestly, despite that annoying half hour of stock footage in the middle, Tito thought the movie was pretty good. He did find it weird that a nine-year-old Japanese kid knew how to throw a lasso. And the dude's arm flying off was a little bit strange, but this is a monster movie since not included. Also, uh, it would have been cool if they had marketed the wrist radio things. Yes, I agree. I would love to have one of those. He did like the whole thing about the ships being controlled by telepathy. And what shall we get with all this power? Juice and sandwiches. Gotta love kids, right? And how can you lasso with extreme precision, but have so much trouble keeping track of your dang hat? And really, anyway, other than that, Tito really enjoyed it. So that, uh, that wraps up the listener submissions. Thank you guys for all turning in your homework. I really appreciate it very much. Uh, I have been talking for a little while, so I think what we're going to do is we are going to play another song. This is actually uh, sort of a, I don't want to call it a segue, but this is a track from The Monster Project. And my guest next month is going to be Adam of The Monster Project. We're going to talk a little bit about his CD. And so check this out. This one is called Sulfuric Acid Mist smokestacks and hedora
1: nation's reporter eric carter
3: with the news the world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century the armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from japan
5: so the good news is that we have several several kaiju related uh news stories this month one of the biggest stories is that uh there's a rumor floating around with some substantial like photographic evidence backing it up that the original godzilla film is going to be put out by criterion in addition to those rumors of the release august Ragonia has announced that uh, a fine grain print of godzilla king of the monsters has been found and what does that mean well you'll have to check the link in the show notes to august's blog and read it yourself i'll have linked to both um the fine grain print posting, and of course, the Criterion and the Godzilla 1954 posting. Uh, Next up on SciFiJapan.com, it appears that Mill Creek Entertainment has uh, put a laundry list of special features on their upcoming Gamera Trilogy set. What I'm personally pumped about are the camera tests, the -the behind-the-scenes featurettes. Uh, They've got a Something called Creating the Costume for Legion, which I'm really excited about. I love Legion. It's one of my favorite monsters. Uh, Deleted Scenes from Gamera 3. And something called uh, The Awakening of Iris Remix. There will be a link in the show notes to the Sci-Fi Japan article. And uh, definitely check that out. In addition to the details about the Gamera trilogy, uh, they also have an announcement from Media Blasters about their upcoming Destroy All Monsters Blu-ray. They're going to have a commentary track with Steve Rifle and Ed Gojuseski, who actually may be on the show. I don't want to jinx it sometime soon. He hopefully will be on the show. Uh, Additionally, they will have image galleries. And the biggest news for me on this is that they'll have the Japanese language track and two English dubs. And so one can assume that would mean the international and the AIP versions. Also, on SciFiJapan.com... It appears that our friends at the Monster Attack Team magazine have been picked up for distribution by Diamond. That's pretty cool. So that means you'll be able to hopefully go into your local comic book shop and pick up Monster Attack Team when it's on the shelves. Also on Sci-Fi Japan, uh, Kim Song-ho, who is I guess you could call like their Korean correspondent, has a pretty detailed review of Sector 7. It's a movie I talked about a while ago. Looks like it came out. Not the best review, um, but uh, still, if you're interested in seeing what Korea has done as far as monsters go, you'll want to follow that link. Additionally, there's also uh, an article by Tom Doherty of clawmarktoys.com. This is on Sci-Fi Japan as well. It's about a Mothra retrospective that happened uh, in Japan, and it's pretty cool. It's got a lot of cool pictures in there of the stars and Uh, you could say Japanese celebrity that were at this uh, presentation and um, makes me wish I was uh, in Japan sooner than I'm going to be. That just about does it for the news. Um, We don't have that many local events going on that I'm going to talk about this weekend, uh, which would be the third and fourth of September. There's the Portland pirate festival in St. Helens, Oregon. I'm going to be going there with tiger. If you see me around, definitely say hi. Uh, then there's Geek Trivia Night on September 6th, as always, at the Kennedy School. And as always, an awesome time. The following night, September 7th, Aaron LaPresti, who's the artist for the Justice League International, is going to be signing at the Beaverton Things from Another World, which is awesome because that is actually my local comic shop. Uh, if you're in the area, make sure you go check that out. They're going to have free beer and food uh, you can, of course, only have beer if you have valid ID saying you're 21 or over. Also, congratulations to our five winners uh, who won the signed by Matt Frank WonderCon exclusive issues of the first Godzilla Kingdom of Monsters issue. Uh, those winners were Jim S., Jonathan W., Ron A., Ernest D., and Stephen S. I will be running another even bigger and longer uh contest, I think next month. So make sure you stay tuned for that. That's not something that I'm just going to announce on the podcast alone. There's going to be a, a veritable media blitz from, from me about this stuff. Uh, you'll definitely want to check it out. And you definitely want to keep your ear on the podcast and your finger on the Facebook as far as that goes, if you're if you're interested in the Facebook page, it's Facebook.com/slash/KaijuCast. We're gonna go ahead and close out the show now. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys for submitting your dai kaiju discussion homework. And uh, as I say, uh, pretty much every show, if you found this podcast through iTunes or some other podcast directory, and you want to fill your eye holes with all there is that is awesome about the podcast, you know, the Kaiju Cast just point your web browser to kaijucast.com. That way you can uh, see every blog posting, see every uh, episode that I've ever done. There's the full list of Daikaiju discussion films that seriously, it goes on into 2015. It's kind of amazing. Uh, Also, I've got polls up there. You can check that out. There are links to the Twitter and the Facebook feeds. If you're interested in seeing uh, the live tweets from uh, watching the movie last night, just, uh, I'll have a link in the show notes to that as well. We do that every every time we live tweet along with the movie. Speaking of the movie, the next one is going to be Yogg the Space Amoeba. And uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of crazy. It's a 1970 film from Toho and it features some uh, giant monsters doing weird things and it's kind of crazy. Uh, we're going to go ahead and finish the show with a song from Yogg the Space Amoeba These are basically the main titles from that. Hopefully I'll see you or you'll hear from me next month uh, when we talk to Adam from The Monster Project. Until then, Jamata.